from IBM Cloud and Cognitive Software, you're listening to The Art of Automation with host Jerry Cuomo. Why, thank you, Ethan, and welcome everyone to The Art of Automation, a podcast that explores the application of automation in the enterprise. Folks, today's always-on world has led to new rules for engaging consumers. As shoppers' needs and demands change, retailers need to respond accordingly and quickly. Consumers are increasingly expecting efficient, safe, and engaging online experiences to also be replicated in-store. And as you'll hear from my guest today, that progressive retailers are using automation and AI to transform the retail experience making sense of immense volumes of data, filtering out the noise from millions of events generated in and above the retail store. And they're using advanced technology like edge computing, internet of things, computer vision, hybrid cloud, and even cryptocurrency. So for today's episode, we have the fortune to have my good friend, Tim Vanderham with us. Tim is the senior VP and chief technology officer at NCR Corporation leading NCR's global software and technology organization. His team includes software innovation and software engineering with more than 3,000 engineers, building NCR's current and next generation products and solutions. And with that, I'd like to welcome Tim to the Art of Automation. Hey, Jerry, thanks for having me. Uh, it's great to be here with you today. My mentor, a long, long time friend. It's great to be talking with you today oh. and uh, sharing the story of the podcast. I'm so excited, Tim. I, I want to get right into it. So let, let's go to the first question, if you don't mind. So, Tim, why are you so excited about the opportunities to transform the retail space? And why now? What is happening in the world today? And why is that putting an exclamation point on all of this? Yeah, so, you know, here at NCR and myself, personally, the passion of automating retail is really uh, out of necessity. When you think about what retailers are going through in the world today with rising labor costs, the challenges they're having of keeping their shelves stocked with the demands that are coming to people in the store, above store ordering, et cetera, et cetera. Automation is the way they're going to still make the bottom line uh, mm -hmm. and still serve all of us as consumers. Yeah. So like, you know, COVID accelerated it. We saw this as a necessary coming down the pipe. We were planning mm -hmm. for it. As we all know, COVID hit March of 2020 and bam, we're in the middle of how do we better automate the retail experience, the retail store. So I'm excited about it. My team's excited about it. And more than being excited about it, our customers are demanding it. So they're coming to us asking, how can we deploy software solutions faster? How can we automate inventory management? How can we automate that whole notion of I order online, I pick up in the store. Uh, how do we automate that flow end to end with power picking of, of pickers inside the store, bagging, boxing, delivery, you know, when you think about this end to end, and that's just the, the, the grocery stores. Now think about it in the convenience store space. Think about it at like Macy's. So department specialty store, it's happening in spades across all of our retailers across the globe. It's exciting. Yeah. I, I can only imagine retail. I mean, I'm a consumer. I'm, I'm part of this on the other end. So I see what's happening and really appreciate it. But tell us, tell us a little bit more about some of the processes that you're focused on. I mean, NCR known for, for the cash register, but you're so much more than that these days. Share, share with us some of the processes that are, are working behind the scenes that are targets for automation. Sure. So automation really, I'll say, goes in three buckets. 
So one is in-store automation. So how are we running the store more efficiently? That's everything from self-checkout, which we have uh, you know, market share leadership in when it comes to self-checkout machines across the globe. But also then how do you just manage all of those components that run in your store? When you go into a Whole Foods, let's use as an example, a great customer mm-hmm. of ours, every self-checkout lane or every man checkout lane is literally running a computer today. Right, right, running a piece of software that you interact with as a cashier or as a consumer in self-checkout. How do we keep that up and running? How do we keep that at an SLA level available every day, every hour of that day? And so in-store automation is really key. We automate things in the store, but then we're using IoT technology to be able to get alerts off of it so that if one of the processes goes down and or a printer goes offline, that we can restart through automation through you know advanced analytics and automation, restart that printer, restart that process so that man lane or that self-checkout lane is only down for a couple of minutes versus having a store manager call, somebody log in, somebody have to drive a truck to fix a printer, whatever it might be. So that's kind of one example of yes. automation in the store. Okay. And, and Tim, just give me a, a sense here. I can imagine years ago where the cash register was a physical device that had probably firmware that got updated infrequently. What is your frequency of change? Is it measured in weeks, days, or or finer grain than that? How often are you automating changes at that level? Yeah, so it has been increased. It's not where it needs to be yet today. Uh, I hate to say it. You know, I manage everything from code that's been built in the last 12 months to code that's literally been built 25 years ago. Uh, and so that frequency of change depends, you know, on the code level and the, and the, the solution that's running in the store but we're trying to get it down to on the order of updates every month when it comes to kind of core software packages down to literally every 10, 15, 20 minutes when it comes to alerts coming off of the devices and us taking automated remote actions on those. So it's a wide spectrum. And that's just in the store. And then we got to think about above the store. We yeah, start thinking about, yeah, we start thinking about online ordering. And how I go and I, I order online, it sends in the, the solution. Somebody goes and picks it. Oh, the, the steak that I want is out today. They have to be able to real-time interact with that consumer, again, through an automated way, using the picker device in the store and me through my texting or, or chat app that I'm using on my mobile device. Mm-hmm. And so we're automating that. And in the above store stuff, we are literally updating you know, multiple times a week. You see this oh. paradigm of, of a hybrid you know, environment. We've been talking about hybrid and software for a lot sure, of years. sure. This hybrid environment, what runs in the cloud, what runs in the store, and then how we manage those, I'll say homogeneously, but on on different intervals because of still some of the complexity that comes. And then maybe during the session, we can talk about some of the things we're doing at the edge to make edge look more like cloud uh, in the long run. Let's jump right into that. Let's talk about edge. What's the role of edge here and what's running at the edge? What's what's the interaction between the edge and the mothership and, and how does automation play a role in that? Yeah. So uh, about three years ago now, we acquired a company called Zinstra, where we started virtualizing at the edge. So we could take those old Windows monolithic code bases and at least virtualize them so that, again, you can shrink wrap, as we all know, shrink wrap the VM, test it, configure it, and deploy that and do almost near time, no no downtime updates. So Mm. we're running a lot of that at at large retailers today. Uh, One of our great examples is Pilot Flying J. So over 500 locations for truck stops, everything in their store runs virtualized in the back of the house with a Hmm. dumb, thin client on the front end. 
They're kind of on the leading edge of this virtualization. So that's what we've been doing for the last three years. And now the team's working on, as we break apart those monoliths into microservices, how do we run that application or that set of services, set of components at the edge in a container-based model? So we're, we're literally bringing down on that same infrastructure, micro K8 infrastructure, uh, running sets of microservices. So think of a selling engine, think of a mm-hmm. tax engine, think of an inventory engine, and then all those run in store in the back of the servers with a lightweight, thin client. Mm. And then we're going to be able to update those in not a monthly cadence, but in a daily cadence very and, cool. manage, and manage SLAs at the edge. Oh, very cool, Tim. Hey, Tim, let's, let's jump to tracks here. This is the art automation. We talk a lot about the relationship of AI and automation. So could you add the AI perspective to the story here? What's the role of AI in automating in retail? AI serves a huge role because we have to be able to take all of the the sensor data off of the hardware, the software, even human interactions. When you start thinking about how we can instrument our our mobile devices or our websites, we can start to see people's uh, activities, right? And so leveraging that superset of data, again, machine data, software data, transactional data, which is also really important, and then consumer behavior data. And so bringing all that data back to a common data lake, leveraging AI and advanced machine learning algorithms against that to make sure that we are doing the right things for our customers. We're committing, NCR is committing to our customers an SLA. So a service level agreement of when your systems are up and running, able to transact and that you're able to transact 24 hours a day, seven days a week in many cases. And so we have to use AI to intelligently filter out the noise Mm-hmm. So we can focus on what really needs to be to be fixed. Because let's be honest, some of these are machines. Sometimes we have to literally filter out the noise, get the telemetry data back and say, we've got three self-checkouts down out of six at this one store for various reasons. Get a, a, a customer engineer in a truck rolling to that store to get them back up and online for when they open at 6 a.m. So mm-hmm. that's the level of sophistication that we're working through of, hundreds of thousands of events every day from every from every retailer. So millions across our retail set, how do we filter it out? How do we give support? And ultimately, how do we deliver availability? So Jerry, when you're a consumer and you want to walk into Whole Foods or you want to get your gas at Sheets there in, in North Carolina, both good customers of ours, you're able to, to transact because our systems have made sure we're available. I've seen a situation where I was about to scan a bottle of wine and it could have been my imagination, but it seemed like the checkout manager got an alert to ask for my license before I even kind of pulled it out of my cart. So are we in a world where there is that level of granularity of awareness in the store? Is AI, things like computer vision, is it really an alternate employee now in the store? Maybe a, paint a picture of where this is going. What's a day in the life of a consumer going forward? Yeah, you're absolutely right. And when you think about, they call them bullpens in your self-checkout environments, right? Okay. When you think about all the cameras in the bullpen, yeah, there's a camera in the scanning agent of the self-checkout machine. Many of them have a camera above head now as well to avoid shrink. And that could be what's picking up objects that are in your basket. So this isn't (laughs) widespread yet. But when you start thinking about that, yeah, the eyes in the sky uh, around those bullpens are going to help us understand when baskets are really empty when they're not, so they can avoid shrink. They're going to hopefully help identify you, Jerry, as who you are if you're a loyal member. So some of our retailers are wanting facial recognition so that they know uh, that, hey, Jerry, you're back in today. Thanks for your business. Oh, by the way, 
we're going to give you a special discount on something that'll show up in your mobile device as well, just because, you know, we came and talked to you today or, or what have you. So really that whole heat map tracking, understanding, and at the end of the day, we all want a better consumer experience. So we're going to leverage computer vision, facial recognition, advanced AI concepts. If you opt in, obviously from a data security perspective, but if right. you opt in to give you a better experience, which also makes that consumer better able to serve you, you know, day in and day out. On that topic of painting a picture of the day in a life of a customer, you've been in the news recently for your acquisition of Liberty X. And I think being a very progressive point of sales organization, thinking about crypto, can you quickly comment on on some of your ideas around crypto and what, yeah. what, you're, what you're thinking? Absolutely, Jerry. Um, so you're right. We bought, acquired a company called Liberty X. They're a crypto-based company for three things. So we can allow consumers to buy and sell crypto in a digital format or with cash at a physical device like a self-checkout machine or a point of sale. So we can help consumers remit that their money internationally uh, using crypto as the rails, which is a more consumer-friendly way and a safer way to move money from, say, to the U.S. to Brazil or U.S. to Mexico. Finally, is payments. And so I want to allow consumers to be able to take, whether it be Bitcoin or other altcoins or a stablecoin like USDC, and whatever you have in your wallet, uh, if a consumer wants to interact that way, we have to enable that at that point of sale at that self-checkout machine. So that's kind of our vision of what we're doing. And I like to say we want to put crypto on every corner because we have hundreds of millions of, check po- of, of touch points every day, digitally and physically with consumers. So Jerry, next time you want to buy your groceries or your gas with Bitcoin or other cryptos in the future, look for an NCR pump or an NCR point of sale and you'll be able to do it. Will do, Tim. Thank you so much. That has both been inspiring, impressive, and so progressive. So expect nothing less of you, Tim. Thank you so much for for spending time with us this afternoon. Thanks, Jerry. Great to be here. And uh, thanks for the time. Always great to see you. And ladies and gentlemen, you've been listening to The Art of Automation with my guest and buddy, Tim Vanderham, SVP, CTO at NCR Corporation, and a pioneer in redefining how retailers engage their customers. It was so encouraging to hear how NCR is bringing automation to the forefront. In fact, as Tim said, out of necessity to ensure that shelves are stocked, that they're managing self-checkouts, they're supporting online operations of all those IT components that run in a store with always-on SLAs to stay running every day and every minute. I've also added a link in the description section of this episode of an interview that I think you'll find interesting that Tim did regarding their support of bringing Bitcoin and crypto to retail restaurants and banks. Well, that's it for today. Thanks again, everyone, for listening. This is Jerry Cuomo, IBM Fellow and Chief Technology Officer of Automation at IBM. See you again on an upcoming episode.